So our series of meetings are over for now. For now. I, we're, we're praying about what the Lord wants us to do. Maybe August, September. We'll just see what happens. Uh, uh, basically, at the end of the 15 days, we ran out of evangelists. You know, we kind of, so we just felt like that number 15 was something. We, but listen, how many feel like the season? Thank you, Don. The season of revival. The, the, the series of meetings are over. But how many want the season of doxa to continue? How many want that revival to continue, that spirit of revival to continue in this place? Well, I got news for you. Don't sit around and say, well, whatever God wants. No, God wants revival. God doesn't get up in the morning and say, you know what? I think I'm going to stop revival at Journey Life Center. (laughs) No, God doesn't do that. What determines if we stay on fire or not? Whether or not you're hungry for it. You get hungry for something else, God says, well, I guess they don't want me around. I want him around. And not just on Sunday morning. How about Monday morning? How many believe God can mess you up on Monday morning? So I prayed. I said, God, what's, what's the message? What, what, what do you want, you know, from a pastor's point of view now? What, what do you want said? And he took me to, and it's been confirmed so, different, so many different ways, he took me to Isaiah chapter 6. Some of you know what that is. By the way, on Wednesday night, we were back, on, back in the chapel. All we had, we just had Jordan on the keyboard, you know, maybe 30 of us together back in the chapel. That was it. And the Spirit of the Lord fell, and we just enjoyed it. Ah, praise God. God doesn't care who's preaching. God doesn't care if there's an evangelist here or not. He just wants to know how hungry you are. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. In the year he died. I saw the Lord. It was up there for a second. That's the title of my message. How many think we kind of saw the Lord during Doxa? And the Bible says he was sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Wow. Second Chronicles 26 talks about King Uzziah. Be patient while I set this up. Now, all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. He reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And watch this. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He sought God in the the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. I don't think I want that on my tombstone. He was fine until... 
Yeah, he prospered. He was a builder. He was a master gardener. He built a standing army of 307,000 troops, which is very unusual in that day and time. Next to Solomon, one of the greatest kings, David. He was uh, an, an inventor. He was an amazing man of God until it went to his head. Until he got to the place where, you know, being king was like, I can tell God what to do. And if you read the story, he goes into the temple and he decides, you know what? I'm not just king, I'm priest too. If I'm the king, then I'm king of everything. He didn't realize that it was God that put him there. And he went into the temple and he takes the incense and he starts doing the job of a priest. He wanted to control the church. Listen, folks, we get in trouble when we try to control the church. He took the incense. Y'all know what that is. And the smoke that fills the temple. In the New Testament, Paul says that we are that fragrance that rises up. But when we start doing things our way, our smoke stinks. Sometimes our smoke stinks. But when we submit our lives to Him and only want to do what He wants us to do, oh my God, then we become that sweet-smelling fragrance unto the Lord. Wow. Wow. We're living in a time where people are calling good evil and evil good. We're living in a time where if you live for God, they actually think there's something evil about you. What happened? (laughs) What happened? When did evil become good? When did good become evil? So Isaiah has a vision, but he has the vision when Uzziah died. <laughs> now watch this. They were, uh, they were, Isaiah was, uh, was wealthy. Uh, Isaiah had access to the throne room. Most people believe he, was, he and Uzziah were cousins. So he had access. But listen, just because you know somebody doesn't mean you can see God. Just because you know somebody doesn't mean you're going to get blessed. Because it's not who you know, it's who you know. (laughs) It's not about, you know, getting promotion because I know so-and-so. It's not about, you know, I I need to connect with this one and I need to connect. You know, and and, and God can bless any way He wants to bless. But listen, promotion cometh from the Lord. Amen. And, 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 And Isaiah, Isaiah could not see from God until something died in his family. And I'm not suggesting somebody has to die in your family, but something might need to die in you. Sometimes uh, we're, you know, we're just one something away from greatness. We're just one something away from a vision. We're just one something away from receiving something amazing from God. We might just be one step away from our healing. Maybe one step away from the rest of our family being saved. Who knows what God has in store for us, but we're still... 
stubbornly hanging on to something that's keeping us from getting closer to Him. Somebody help me preach in here. Amen. Isaiah had to die. He said, I don't need Isaiah. I need the Lord. And he said, when that when Isaiah finally got out of the way, uh, he saw the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Is there something that needs to get out of your way? Is there something you need to lay down? Is there something you need to give up? Some of you aren't even hearing me because you've been doing it so long you've justified it. Oh, I'll preach holiness if you all stay a little bit. I'm not preaching if you leave, Amen. Come on. I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord when my cousin got out of the way. (laughs) Oh, I hit a nerve. I hit a nerve out there. (laughs) Glory to God. Isaiah 6 and verse 2. Watch this. He said, oh, 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 I got to tell you this. Isaiah had two sons. This is how serious Isaiah is. You know what he named his two sons? He named the one, uh, the names are long and I won't even read them, but he, the interpretation, one son, his name was destruction is imminent. See, Isaiah preached before the Babylonian captivity. He said imminent is, I mean, destruction is imminent. And the other's name was but a remnant will remain. <laughs> Can you imagine calling those two for supper? <laughs> Can you imagine the introductions at a social party? This is uh, my son. Destruction is imminent. And here's my younger son. A remnant shall remain. <laughs> it's like naming your boys, you know, America's going to hell in a handbasket. That's my one son. And my other son's name is, but a few of us are still living right. You know, that's. <laughs> I'm like, Isaiah, really? I, how many think he was 100% sold out? How many believe he had a wonderful, understanding wife? You're going to name our boys what? Crazy. But that was his whole life. His whole life was warning the church that if we don't repent, didn't we hear that during the doxa? That, listen, you can't have revival without repentance. You can't move forward without repentance. I know some of you repented 20 years ago and don't need to do it since. Oh, oh really? You're going to get quiet on me? I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to to ask God for forgiveness every day. Now you want to know my sins, but I'm not telling you. You're not my confessor. Chapter 6, verse 2. Above it stood, above the throne stood seraphim, angels. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. Two, he covered his feet. And with the, with the other two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, 
Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let me stop right there. In heaven, in heaven, listen, I got to teach a little bit. Are you okay? I, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to do this morning, but I'm just going to do what God wants me to do and say what I got to say. All right? Holy, holy, holy. And let me ask you, what's your understanding of that word holy? Because I think in our mind, we think about a holy man or a holy person or holy. Th- we just think something that's perfect. So we, you know, we're, we're just never there. And yet, yet the same word for holy is the same word where we get for saint. I, I think in the Spanish language, it's all pretty much the same word for saint, holy, and sanctify, and all that stuff. Same word, same word in the Greek, holy. Do we have any saints here today? You're afraid to raise your hand, aren't you? So if I raise my hand, somebody will judge me. Oh, he's no saint. I know things about them. Listen, you're not a saint because you're perfect. You're a saint because God put you. Because if God saved you and put you under the blood of Jesus, he set you aside, and that made you holy. You're not holy because you're perfect. You're holy because you're forgiven and set aside. So when the angels are saying, holy, 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 it's not that God's just perfect. Oh, it goes way beyond that. To be holy means to be set apart. To be holy means to be separate, to be different from. It means, it means to be sanctified. It, 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 it means to be in a unique, special place. Amen. And th- that's, why, that's why in the Old Testament they would anoint furniture. They call furniture holy. How can furniture be holy? Because once I anointed that furniture, that table's not to be used for common purposes anymore. If I give this table to God, I don't eat on it anymore. I put God's sacrifice on the table. That's God's table now. And if that's God's table, it's a holy table. And don't use it for unholy things. And I've got a word for you. If God has put you aside, if God has sanctified you, if God has forgiven you, you're a holy vessel unto God. And you need to keep that vessel holy unto the Lord. It's not to be used for any other purpose other than glorifying the King of kings and the Lord. Somebody help me preach. And they would just say, holy, 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 because God is other. He's other than. He's, there is no one like him. He is, oh, my God. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. Nobody can be compared to him. He is an awesome God. We'll spend all eternity getting to know him. Don't think you're going to get to heaven and say, oh, I'm in heaven. I know everything now. You'll spend all eternity. Oh, that hit me. You'll spend all eternity maybe just sitting at the throat, at the throne, and you're just going to be looking at him for all eternity going, he just wrecked me again. I don't know how to compare it. 
It's kind of like a big, beautiful diamond that's been cut perfectly. And you take that diamond, you twist it just a little. Oh, look at that. Turn, oh, look, look. Now look at the cut here. And you take that diamond, and you could spend hours. And you get that little spectacle thing, and, and you look at it, all the cuts and how perfect it is. And you go, oh, my God. Uh, formed under pressure, by the way. That's another sermon. And, 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 and you just keep looking at that diamond. You keep twisting it. And, and, and church, that's, I think that, see, see, these two angels weren't on some kind of eight-hour work shift, okay? They, now, your job is to stand here at the throne and say, holy, 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 over and over and over for eight hours, and then you'll be relieved. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> this, is, this is not some kind of religious thing. It's not, it's not that the Lord says, all right, listen, uh, I, I've got ins uh, I'm a little insecure. And if you would just sit there and say, holy, holy, holy all day, I'll feel better about myself. How many know that's not the case? These... <sighs> Now, these two angels were definitely assigned, but it was a privilege to serve there because they were seeing things that the other angels aren't seeing. And they're, they're just uh, with those two wings there. They're, uh, two wings are flying, and the other two wings are just covering their feet because their feet aren't, uh, aren't supposed to touch anything. And, 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 and oh, my God. And the other two, and, and they, just keep, they just keep looking at the throne, and there's two of them. And one of them will look at something. They'll look at God and say, holy and the other one said, oh, yeah, oh, holy. In other words, awesome. In other words, oh, they, not, 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 I've never seen that before. Oh, my God. Uh, he, he's an amazing God. Holy. 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 Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Lord God Almighty. And they would just do that. For, they'll do that for all eternity. You can't get enough of him. You can't see it all. You can't understand it all. You'll spend all eternity. Our God is an awesome God. My God. Hallelujah. But I'm not done yet. Holy Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The arm, the, uh, the general of the angel hosts. Watch this. Yeah, but, and the whole earth is full of his. It's not just up there. Something's coming out of that holiness. And some of you are saying, I look around the planet, and I don't see much glory. I don't see much glory in Guatemala. I don't see much glory over here. I don't see much glory in my living room. <laughs> Where's the glory? Oh, it's there. It, the earth is full of its glory. That's why we did doxa. We know it's there. We just want to get hungry for it. God doesn't give us things we don't want. God doesn't give us things we have no time for. My stomach's more important than what's going on here. Well, I set my crock pot for you. Forget your crock pot. 
Next time, set it to infinity and beyond. Because you don't know when you're getting home. Yeah, but I got to meet so-and-so. Postpone it. He's coming for a people that are willing to lay everything else aside some, and just say, oh God, you're, prior, you're a priority in my life. And I'm not talking about church work. I understand church work. Amen. I, I there's things that have to be done and we have positions to fill. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about the glory of God. If you don't have time for church work, fine. But do you have time for Him? And it's not just Sunday morning, it's every day. I understand that. But there's just some kind, of, some kind of glory when God's people come together. That's why he said where two or three are gathered. He said where there's community, where there's church, I'm there in the middle of it. Oh, God, somebody help me. I've been messed up for weeks. Anybody else been messed up? I saw the Lord. I did. It wasn't a pizza thing. I really. The whole earth. Let me explain it like this. How many have ever heard of a dog whistle? Dogs can hear frequencies that humans can't. Just blow that whistle. You don't hear a thing. But that dog, his ears, he hears it. He's on a different frequency. The whole earth is full of his glory. But you got to get on his frequency. Oh, no. Oh, it's there. That's why we did Doxa. Because we know the atmosphere. We know it's everywhere. Because why? Because he's sitting on the throne and he's holy, holy, holy. He's an amazing God. But it's not just about the throne. He's so great that all uh, power and glory is emanating from the throne. That's what the angels go. Wow, look at that. There goes another lightning bolt. There goes. There go. Wow. And, and it's all over the Oh my God. And when you can find that frequency and walk in that atmosphere, that's why people were healed by Peter's shadow. Because he was walking in heavenly places and wherever his shadow went, people got up and were healed. People raised from the dead. How many still believe in the miraculous? I, I'm, just, I'm just walking in a place I've never walked before. And, you know, and the pastor in me keeps saying, are they going to follow? <laughs> we love y'all. We want everyone to follow. But there's a price. You don't, you don't get this glory by occasional visits. It's about habitation, not visitation. And he's filling this place with his glory. We had people during, the, during this revival that said the minute we walked on the property, the minute we walked in the room, we felt something different. We, we had people that had to be driven home at night because they were drunk on the spirit. The power of God fell, and there was such joy in it that the entire church, we all sat here and laughed for 20 minutes, I think it was. I didn't time it. I was too, you know, I look at my watch. <laughs> I don't know what, seemed like a half hour. I don't know. 
We just laughed. A laughing spirit just broke out. One, one time we said absolutely nothing. The music stopped. We did nothing. The altars were full, and all of us were just, and there was absolute stillness. You know, we get quiet. We get nervous. We don't want to be alone with our thoughts. You know, that's why the TV has to blare 24 hours a day or something. You know, uh, why can't we just, sometimes the glory is just getting quiet. Just go to a place and let the birds praise you. Let the wind wave him. Let the waters rush him. Holy, holy, holy. And then they look down at the planet and they say, the whole earth is filled with his glory. But they're walking around like, I need to go to the mall. There's nothing wrong with the things we do enjoy life, but I'm here to tell you, if you want the glory, sometimes that has to come first. Do you mind if I go long this morning? Do you mind? Like the one man said, you preach as long as you want, preacher, but I'm out of here at noon. Verse, verse 4, and the posts of the door were shaken. God's opening doors to heaven. By the voice of him who cried out, and the voice and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, watch this, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people. Not only am I not living right, nobody I know is living right. But he wouldn't have known it until, oh. The only reason he discovered that he was unclean was that he saw the Lord. I know, I know we preach you can't see the Lord till you get clean. But sometimes you don't even know you need to repent till you get closer to him. It's kind of like light. You know, a lot of us just kind of walk around in the dark. We just turn, you know, we just, we never have to clean the house because we keep the lights off. And you turn on the light and you go, oh, my God, I didn't know it was such a mess. Even the roaches are running and they got plenty of cover. You want to take that me going long back now, don't you? It's like. I realize that I am undone because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, God of the angel armies. I mean, isn't it interesting? He said, my lips are unclean. I don't feel like anything could pass out of my mouth that would be right. I don't feel like I could speak anything that would be appropriate. There's something wrong in me. And if I open my mouth, what's in me is going to come out. I don't know what you expected this morning, but I'm wrecked. So an angel 
took a hot coal. One of those two seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal off the altar. If that were us, we'd say, no, thank you. And he touched, verse 7, my mouth with it. And said, behold, this, say this, this, this thing off the altar, this thing that's been burning from sacrifices made, and that sacrifice is Jesus Christ. And that that has that has been burning on that altar. He said, I took a hot coal off it. And I touched it to your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. And your sin purged. God just made a new man out of him. But, but then, this is where I got to get to. Thank you for staying. You all right? Are you okay? I mean, I'm going to preach anyway, but verse 8. Also, also, I heard the voice of the Lord. Can I challenge you with something? If, if you don't get anything else, please get this. Doxa is not just to feel good. The glory of God doesn't descend on a people so we can brag. The glory doesn't fall so we can feel good, have goosebumps, or even just be healed and blessed, though that happens. Once he was purged, the Lord had a problem, and he was looking for a man to solve it. He could do it himself, but he chose us to get the job done. This is where the amens will drop off, but I won't preach it anyway. Because we want the shout, but what about the sending? I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Send. Can I just sit here? Water, watermelon lift. Can't, can't. Whom shall I, who will, who will go for us? Sounds like a trinity, doesn't it? Who shall go for us? And because, I'm having a hard time getting through this. Because his lips, because he was sanctified, purified, not perfect, but set aside. Holiness means set aside. If God's going to make you holy, he's setting you aside. But my question is, setting aside for what? Then I said, here am I, send me, here am I, 
send me.